Hi, welcome to episode 11. Uh, Kerry and I have recovered from our flu, so we can chat about what we've been up to the past maybe three, four weeks now. You'll hear some of this repeated, well, a couple of my comments repeated in our chat because we have Gabby Lee uh, from Vancouver Island uh, as our guest in the circle, a wonderful young lady who is an FPO player and a tournament director. But we'll, we'll talk more about with Gabby in a little bit, but let's get on the tee pad. And Kerry, let's start with obviously the biggest thing you've done in the past <laughs> three, four weeks. And that was, you went down to the all-star. Yeah. The disc golf pro tour all-stars weekend in Tucson. So give us some, well, what was the overall feel and then some highlights? Well, so there's a, there's a, an industry conference that happens the week leading up to the weekend. And I didn't take part in that. Um, I know a few people who were there totally caught off guard when I was there on the Friday and Charlotte Crabtree from Chilliwack tapped me on the shoulder. She was taking part in the conference and she's on her way to fly out, but she came and said, hi. So Craig and I bought weekend passes. So we got there for the Friday and there wasn't a lot of spectators. Friday was pretty quiet. We there's, I'm going to say it felt like maybe a hundred, 150 people there total. There is a lot, a lot of staff and a lot of volunteers on the on the ground, um, which allowed us to be on the ropes the whole time. Same with uh, Saturday and Sunday. There's a few more spectators Saturday and Sunday. There's probably two, three hundred people. I really expected way more, but the coolest part about it was how accessible the pros are that weekend like they're not there competing for points or they're automatically if they've been invited and they accept they're automatically paid to be there and then if their team wins red or blue there's extra money involved right they're staying at a luxury resort it's a it's a uh the el conquistador golf resort by i think it's the hilton um absolutely beautiful so yeah like there's autograph signings after every round and you know, when the singles or doubles were done on Saturday, you know, you could walk up to Paul Macbeth and have your picture taken and get a disc signed and Simon was hanging around and Calvin Heimberg and, you know, you could chat with them. You'd go up to the Hilton to sit down and have a beer and happy hour. And, you know, Simon sits down next to the table or Ricky Wysocki and Gannon Burr are sitting inside eating dinner. And like, it's, it's very casual. Like, um, and I, I did not fangirl. I did not, I didn't get a single autograph while I was there. <laughs> I didn't, I hung out with some, hung out with Zoe Andike quite a bit, Sarah Holcomb, met Ryan Clare from Toplink, Ben Smith from PEI, had some great conversations. Um, for me, that that networking was really valuable. That's for another, another time. But, uh, and this watching them play, like being on the ropes and being, you know, 50 feet from Katrina while she's driving and seeing that serious face on her when she's trying to pump a big drive or Sarah's forehand and listening to own like, you know, laugh and have fun with her card and Missy. And it was very cool. It was a really cool experience. I'd recommend it to anybody. It was reasonable. The only downside is Tucson is not a vacation destination. So it's expensive where they're staying to get a hotel in that area is expensive. So we stayed probably 25 minutes away. We used our PDGA discount code and we stayed at a red roof in <laughs> but uh it was worth it it was lots of fun it was definitely lots of fun so um i'm glad i went there and not vegas yeah so the one thing i thought was really cool apart from the whole event for, for your trip was you got to meet 
three people who have appeared on our podcast. You got Zoe, you said. Yep. You got to bump into Missy. Yeah. And Holland as well. Yes. So that, Holland that... was kind of Holland was elusive. She was hard to, you know, she's not she's not a very big people person, I don't think. Yeah. And we were on hole of 10, and there's like one porta potty there. And I was in line and Austin Hannum came in behind me and I said, are you waiting in line? He's like, for Katrina. And I said, well, Katrina can go ahead of me. Like they were coming off the hole, moving over to tee off. And so Katrina went in and then Holland came running down and I was like, Holland, you can cut in front of me. And she kind of looked at me like she knew who I was. And I'm like, I know this is really awkward. We're standing in line at the porta potty. I said, but it's Carrie from Flight Pass. It was the podcast. I knew I recognized your voice. So it was kind of <laughs> cool, but that's where we met in line for the yeah. porta potty. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> so that, That's cool. Um, yeah, and Missy, I met her at the Discraft. The Discraft was vending, so they had a, a big booth there, and she was with the in there after her round. So I introduced myself to her and um, asked how her trip went, and it was really good, and she had a good time, and she was really excited, and yeah, it was pretty cool. It was really cool to like meet them and have them be just as pleased to meet me and remember yeah. who I was and our and our interview because they're on so many podcasts, right? So it was. Yeah. That was really cool, like for them to remember, oh yeah, with Clive, right? And I was like, yeah, that's us. Oh my God. Yeah, like, cool. That was kind of where the fangirling came from. Yeah. Not yeah. so much that we're just golfers, but you know our podcast. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. um I had a similar thing happen with not someone who's, you know, disco famous, um, so to speak. But I was at Frosted Flings playing in the tournament. Um, and that was probably one of the, the major things that happened. And I'm because I'm pretty proud of this, you'll hear it late. I know you're going to hear it later because we recorded the interview um, with Gabby. But my first round, I shot 100 points above my rating. Not that my rating was is very good, but it's still... That's, you know, that's huge, yeah, though. That is huge, yeah. And then I didn't place well a second time, but Ella Hansen was at Frosted Flings. And so um, Dan from Okanagan Display, Justin, um, and I went. And there's a guy named Lorne who used to be in Kamloops and is now in Nanaimo. And Dan, uh, Dan said to me, have you met Lorne? I said, no. And he goes, Dan, this is Clive. He goes, oh, I know who he is. I said, you do? <laughs> yeah, I recognize his voice from the podcast. That's <laughs> so awesome. I, that's, that was pretty funny. Um, but that's that's so cool, right? Like, yeah. that's just a, a random, and that's your second time, a random disc golfer. You're like, oh, yeah. Carrie, Carrie does the podcast. Like, yeah, yeah. People are, no, they know who we are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> world, world famous, for, you know. But yeah, that was cool. But so what else have you been up to? Because you came back and then. Came back sick, and sick. very sick. Yeah. <laughs> very sick. I'm on day eight. This is the most I've talked without having a massive coughing fit or my yeah. voice cracking. It's almost, it's starting to crack now. But yeah, we spent two weeks in Arizona. Uh, worst weather ever. They're having the worst winter ever. I wore shorts once in 12 days. Yeah. <laughs> I have a really awesome sandal tan. That's about <laughs> all I got. Um, yeah, I think the warmest we got was uh, we had one day at the uh, All Stars where we were about, 26 degrees uh celsius and then we had one day when we came back with my dad at his place where it was about the same and then other than that we averaged probably 12 degrees maybe 15 degrees but the winds were i've never experienced winds like that ever like we had sustained 60 mile an hour winds wow. for two days 
Like it was insane. There's white caps in the pool at my dad's resort. <clears throat> and we were in it because <laughs> yeah. it was warm and people were walking by like in their puffer jackets and mitts and toques and we're in the pool with our drinks and they're yeah. like you must be vacationing from canada we're yeah. like yeah, yeah we are <laughs> we're not shoveling cool. <laughs> yeah it was awesome but yeah it was really nice i got some really great quality time with my dad we spent some time in the superstition mountains which was beautiful it was pouring rain but it was the desert is so green i don't think arizona's seen that much moisture and decades like it is so so green in the desert right now played some disc golf played a little course on the way out of tucson played casa grande's local course like probably six times yeah and then came home and i have been holed up in my house i went on friday morning for no hold on uh holy so it's cow. been two weeks now since you came oh no no friday was weeks. friday was a week um we went this friday morning it opened saturday morning to costco friday okay. i don't know and went and stocked up on vegetables and stuff and came home. So we've been out for like 40 minutes since we've come home from Arizona nine days ago. Wow. So, yeah. So that's yeah. been your disc golf adventures. Yeah. 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 So Pretty I'm cool registered. Adventure. I'm registered for the Cobra chicken, Cobra chicken classic yeah. on Saturday. Yeah. And I haven't thrown a disc since uh, Thursday was a week. So Yeah. yeah it's it'll be good it's a good warm-up yeah it'll be it'll be fun I'm looking yeah but no that my 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 big adventure this past month was down to the all-stars which was really 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 cool yeah it was lots of fun awesome awesome yeah yeah i'm in the cobra chicken as well and since we last recorded at least a teapad section i played in the fro frosted flings yep um, which was which was cool. First time played Raptors Knoll, so that was awesome. Uh, met Chris and Stu there. That's awesome. And then I'm hoping, well, I hope to go down to the BC Open. But whether we play Raptors Knoll, it's kind of that's a little bit of a pet peeve here. The way the BC, if you're anybody from the BC Open is listening, here's my pet peeve. Sorry, you have it that you play Raptors Passive Park, and then there's one other course I think they put in. And if you're the top, I think the way it works right now, if you finish in the top 50%, yeah. you play a different course from the bottom 50%. Yeah. Which. I don't understand why. Yeah, I don't understand why. You know, not that it matters when, you know, if you're for winning, because if you're like 28th place in a pool of 56, yeah. you're probably not going to make up the, the room. And whether you finish 28th or 25th, but. Yeah, it's just weird that you wouldn't play the same courses so you can see how you did against other people in your group. Anyway, but that's yeah. doesn't mean that but, won't be fun. But No, exactly, exactly. I, I wanted to go play, but Craig's not really playing big tournaments this year. And yeah. I had my moment last year when we got to go all over BC and every time we went, it was about me. And yeah. <laughs> so we are doing Falcon's Flight on the September long weekend. And obviously Craig's playing TCO, which is kind of fun. Yeah, I saw that. Um, and then the Harvest Huck. Harvest Huck will play for sure. But other than that, uh, we just want to do some holidaying. It's my big birthday this year. And I've decided I'm not going to have a big party. I was going to, but it's oh, when you've been in disc golf for as long as I have and your friend group is as big as it is, it's hard. It's hard yeah. to have a what a What date party. is your birthday? Sorry. What date is your birthday? Um, <laughs> April second. So I would. Oh, wow. It would have been really cool to go to Salt Spring and celebrate my fiftieth at Duck Golf, but yeah. I'm going. 
I'm going to be in the Okanagan. I'm going to go and spend it with my cousin who is like my sister. We've been inseparable since we were little. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, well, that's not too far away. Nope. <laughs> Just in a month. Yes. Well, that's cool. No, yeah. I mean, you know, it's a great birthday. Great milestone. It's going to be a gooder. And yeah. I played in that. What was it called? The ice bowl. Yep. And I played with Gabby and Bill, two local disc golfers, and Tony as well, a friend of theirs. Yep. We got soaked. It was it rained all day or something. Well, didn't it? it was kind of rainy, snowy, but it didn't really, but it was just, yeah. I mean, it was, I had a rainproof jacket on and I've, in fact, I've got the same pants on now that I wore then the, the cotton kind of joggers. And yes. They, and they get it, soaked. It looked like I had wet myself 20 times. That's what <laughs> it looked like. You had to do wild things on each other. Oh yeah. So the, yeah. So it's the, it's the, wacky rules, yeah. like blindfolded golf and you got to, yeah spin a wheel and throw what it tells you to throw and oh, oh yeah so the, the the two things that got got me were uh or three things actually one was the island hole where you have to land on the island if you yep. don't land on the island you throw again and again and again and you get four tries and then yep. you take an you take an eight yep. all four of mine basically hit the little brick wall and bounce back so there I take an eight on that hole on hole number eight you had to throw a mini yeah uh, I grip locked a mini almost threw it behind me off the tee <laughs> Sorry. Flip, then I thought okay I've just got to flip it use your wrist and flip it out don't try to throw it then I threw it over the fence into the soccer field to go oh no yes this, this little tiny mini uh, because well, I, I had gloves on as well because it's so wet and cold and I had these grip gloves on so anyway that was a nightmare and then there I'm I only like laughing because I played duck golf for like 20 years yeah. and I we've the rules have been adjusted a little bit but I'm very familiar with yeah. like Throwing the mini hole and we used to play it at Rose Hill not on a short hole at Mac Island it sucked and we Throwing didn't have those junior discs that you're allowed oh, no. to use either well, yeah I know we I did, if I'd have known why well, I didn't know I'd have bought one of those junior discs yeah because yeah anyway the like I'm not throwing a forehand right now because I'm doing the Scott, Scott Stokely course. Yep. And I, I don't know. I used to be able to throw a forehand. I have no idea how to throw one now. There's a whole way you can th only throw a forehand. Then you get up onto 14 and spin the wheel. Yep. So Tony got backhand mid-range. It's like, what the heck? You get back. I want backhand. <laughs> I got forehand driver. Oh God! Yeah, I know. So I kind of <laughs> cheated a little bit and tried to throw like a, you know, kind of forty-five degree roller. Yeah. Hand, but yeah, it didn't work anyway. And <laughs> it was just like it was, it was a lot of fun. Laughed. Um, and it's all and it's all for charity. So it's anyone for, that's not listening, the, yeah, it's for food bank. And some people yeah. run their ice bowls quite seriously, like as a C tier to bring out yeah. tons and tons of people. Our, we've always run ours as a way to bring the community together, play wacky rules, raise funds for the food bank and kids sport here in Kamloops. And um, it's just everyone coming in knows that it's it's not about the score. It's about the experience. And it's always been so much fun. Wes and Steve do such a great job. Yeah. I thought about not going, but it says no wimps, no whiners. No wimps, no yeah. whiners. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. So Yay. Um, and then I've been disc golfing on the weekends and throwing and not throwing very well, but um, that's okay. It is what it is. 
yeah so that's been been it for me i think i do want to talk about what's been happening in disc golf a couple of things that sure. that i'll bring up and i'll get your thoughts on but the first thing i want to say is when we did our preview show <clears throat> there's one person that we did not talk about and that is katrina allen yep and after watching i know she you know uh, um las vegas she won it last year she won it again this year but i think i'm gonna t- take ownership that i didn't do her justice because if I was doing this show again and I was going for player of the year after knowing what she's done on the in the off season that she's gone away she's got a personal trainer she's you know worked on you know worked on a game uh, she's rebranding herself I think that this is you know obviously my own personal view I think she watched what could what Kristen did last year and how focused she was and how ready she was and how physically and mentally prepared she was that I think that was her goal this off season was to to go out there and do that and she had three great rounds and on the fourth round when people challenged her even though she didn't have a good round she just dialed it in made the putt made the shots that she needed to make and and won it and and I think that if anybody is going to have not quite as good as a, a, a Tatar season, if I was to pick any players to do that, I think it would be Katrina Allen this year. So Katrina, her off season's always been to take a couple months off at like November, December yeah. and hit the gym. She hired a trainer this year, um, but she's always like, she doesn't, throw rounds because she can't get onto a course like she lives Arizona her and Austin and she can't just go out to Vista and play like the one time her and Austin tried to play she was saying she's caught like you can't throw six putts because people are backed up they want to play right so they just go to the field to do lots of field work um watching her at all stars and I Craig and I say this all the time if she would learn to get her putt dialed in she'd be unstoppable and she, her putting stroke is solid this year. Like it impressed, it impressed everybody. Like I was sitting with people um, after rounds at, at all-stars and people were like, Katrina's putting, like Katrina's putting. Like it's just, people are talking about Katrina's putting. And she was having some issues at the end of last season um, with her timing and her drive. And you could kind of see it start to fall apart last year. And she said she found it and she said she's working on it. And uh, I don't, I, mm, I watched it. She's got, rather than swing her back leg, she's not following through. She's kicking it up in the air. And at the all-stars I watched in the, where there was trees or where she was trying to be a little more accurate. I watched it fail her a few times, more than a few times when she trusts and follows through, she's bombing. And if she has lots of airspace, it doesn't matter what she's doing because she can throw a disc a mile. So, and Katrina uh, is her own worst enemy. Katrina allows stuff to get in her head. She allows the negativity to get to her. And I know she said she's working on it. I know she said she's trying to ignore that. She's trying to connect with her fans more. She is trying to make that her focus. We'll see down, we'll see down the stretch. We'll see when yeah. Kristen and Paige show up on the scene at Waco that they seem to be her dynamite. They seem to be when they're on a roll and she starts to, she flubs a putt. It's 
almost like they get in her head without them doing anything. And so I, I said that to Craig too. I said, she could be, she could be the world champ this year. She would just let herself be as good as she knows she can. So, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't say she's going to be player of the year. I think. Well, I, I didn't say she, I said she has the potential to be. Potential. If, yeah. And, um, and <clears throat> I think that we over might've overlooked her in that conversation that we well, had. I don't talk about her a lot because she's yeah. not my favorite player. I've yeah. had a personal interaction with her that really made me disappointed in her yeah. as, as an FPO. So that's just my own person. I don't hate her by any means. No. She's a fantastic player. I just don't, there's a lot of, yeah. Anyways. yeah. She's not my favorite player on the tour, but I think she just, yeah. but I think that if you look at the people that are capable of doing it, she's one of them. Well, you know, you watch the Vegas stuff and Ella, that was, if she could have putted, if she would have nailed the putt, she needed to putt, Ella could have given her a run for her money. Holland, yeah. Holland put together a really hot round. Um, watching Holland throw at uh, All-Stars was just mind-blowing. The Like her precision is insane. She's such a good thrower. So, you know, I, I yeah. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. But my point when I was talking with a friend about this was, Ella came up, Ella, Ella missed putts and whatever, but when she was challenged, yeah, you know, when you thought, could okay, there's going to be a one shot difference here. Katrina made a putt, yes, or she parked it, and and that was the happened. key was her putting, and yeah. that's that, and I and I'll say it over and over. She has she worked on her putting. She used to be like the worst putter. She used to like with inside the circle, like doink off the cage or airball or, and then her comebacks, she would airball. And now she's like, if she misses or she screws up, even her comebacks are dialed. So she's definitely, she's worked on that. And yeah, I, you know, it's exciting because yeah. her and Paige are the old guard on uh, her Paige and Sarah yeah. are really the old guard. Sarah's already 40, but yeah. you know, the two that can in their thirties that can push players, Paige and Katrina, it's going to be interesting. And Kristen, it's going to be interesting this yeah. year to see what happens. I can't wait for Waco. I'm really excited. I was um, super impressed with Missy Gannon. And man, her putts are like rockets. And she, it doesn't matter. She's fearless with yep. the putts. Fearless. Um, yeah. And it was, um, and then, you know, seeing Holland and seeing um, Ella and seeing Missy, you know, do well was, was great. Sneaky, the sneaky good that her sister's not on tour right now. Val's not out there. Alexis Mondahano, that girl can putt. She's fire. And uh, if you haven't seen the All-Star Weekend and the putting challenge, the elevated basket, I think she nailed all of them. Wow. Um, she She's a really, really, really good putter. And again, she's just got to find the confidence and come out of the shadow of her sister a little bit, I think. But yeah, watch out for her too. The other person that I did mention, and you, and you kind of read my mind, um, that did well, but didn't have a good final round. And I was happy to see that she was on that final card was Haley King. Yes. I think, I think that should give her confidence going into the season because yes. she's got, she's got the shots. It's just, you know, the mental game and hopefully yep. physically. Yeah. So it was good to see her. Um, yeah. It, it was a, a fun, fun tournament to watch. Absolutely. And um, after I saw the weather, I was really glad I wasn't oh, there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The weather brutal. Couple other things I'll bring up, and I don't want to chat about them too long because okay. we could we could have episodes on them. 
I noticed that in the memorial, Natalie Ryan is playing. Yep. Because it's an A-tier event. Yep. And it makes me, it's not angry. I'm not angry that she's playing. What I'm angry about is the PDGA and their stupidity. How can you say Natalie Ryan isn't a female for elite divisions and these games, but hey, guess what? When you play A-tier, you're a female. To so me, no, that's to me, a common thread right now on yeah, to all me, the podcasts. To me, it has to be all or none. All or none. Yep. And that is the weakness. And in the PDG, if, if it goes to court, I don't know how they defend that. Well, it's going to be state by state. That's why it happened in California, okay. because okay. California has a law that you cannot discriminate against gender, sex, uh, race, and there's something else the way it's worded. And Natalie is suing because she feels like she was singled out because she's the only transgender player to win the elite series. She won twice last yeah, year. Yeah. And all of a sudden the survey comes out and they decide that because if you don't start transitioning before you're 12 or hit puberty, yeah. you can't play elites, majors, silvers, um, or elites or silvers. Yeah. Uh, the PDGA said all majors. And then, but A tiers, uh, as long as your hormones read a certain level, you can play A tiers. But I'm going to leave it all alone. <clears throat> I'm going to say, I agree the PDGA needs to either allow her to play everything or allow her, or not just her, there's other transgender yeah, athletes yeah. in this, in this, uh, females in this sport. And they either are allowed to play or they're not allowed not, to play. Uh, and the PDGA uh, has mud on their face for this. Yeah. And what I don't like is that they've left these, these women to play A tiers and put people like myself, the tournament director, in a position of power. And what I'm saying is there's people that are tournament directors that don't believe Natalie should be playing at all. Yeah. And as a tier directors, they could make her life difficult because they're not afraid to be assholes. They're not afraid to stir the pot. You see them on Facebook. You see these people speaking out all the time. So I don't like the fact that the PDGA has kind of left it hanging there. And I'm not going to question if someone comes up in an A tier and they say they're a female athlete, it's not my job as a volunteer it's not my job as a human being to question their gender. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they've not just put the athlete in a precarious position, but they've allowed people in A tiers. And there are some females um, born biologically females that have spoken out online about now, what about us in the A tiers? So Natalie gets to play in these A tiers and, you know, a perfect example is the level at which Gabby is playing right? Gabby Lee. Yeah. She's going to play an A tier. Natalie Ryan can play that A tier. So people at that level, women at that level are saying, well, now what about us? You protected the pros, but you're not protecting us as pros in A tier. So there's this huge can of worms the PDGA has opened up that they need to address. Whether you're for it or against it, if you're a paid member into the PDGA, they work for us. There wouldn't be a PDGA if we didn't pay our memberships. And you need to have better guidelines and you need to have better rules. Like I just listened to Calvin Heinberg and Brody Smith and Paul Ulibarri. And I can't remember what other 
podcast, but they were talking about it. And that that's kind of their take too. They're not saying she should or she shouldn't. They're not saying change your, 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 um, your hormone reading rules or whatever. They're saying either she plays or she, or doesn't. she doesn't play. Yeah. And that's, and I, as a, as a tournament director of an A tier, I would prefer to hear that too. Either she plays or she doesn't play. Don't leave it up to people, you know, to make it difficult for her. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's, um, I, I don't want to get into no. our thoughts or our rules no, or no, where, I, are, where we are. Yeah. Um, I, I have nothing against transgendered athletes, but if you're transgendered and you're coming to one of my tournaments and it's an A tier, everybody plays because it's yeah. not my place to question who you are or why you're here. So, you know, and like, I'm a volunteer. I don't get paid yeah. to do this. So and, and we're basically people on the street that have totally uninformed opinions about this issue. Yeah. I mean, we have opinions, but most of them are probably uninformed. And the opinions like, you know, you know, there's that famous phrase. Everyone's got one. Like one. Yeah, everybody's got one. <laughs> um, so the other one that everybody has an opinion on. And I'm going to give my opinion on, and I've had a couple, when it first happened, I had a couple of debates with a fellow disc golfer. It's Gannon Buer. Yeah. Now, and you can probably uh, give some, you know, being around longer than me in the disc golf game. Um, you can probably reveal some other things that maybe have happened in the past where it comes to contracts. My point is, and I'm going to keep it brief because you know, I don't know all the facts is that I'm tired in any sport of contracts, just uh, people just breaking contracts, walking out on contracts, whether it be, you know, demanding a trade in the NBA or yeah. you know, say, I'm not playing. I'm not playing. I'm sitting out this year because, you know, I don't believe in this and you've got to trade, trade me or, you know, trade me. And so my opinion on this is that, Whoever broke the contract is liable. So mm -hmm. if, Gan if Gannon walked out on his contract and Prodigy did nothing wrong, then Gannon Buer should be liable for whatever he should be liable for. If Prodigy didn't honor the contract, then Gannon Buer should be able to walk free and do whatever he wants. And maybe Prodigy now have to say, hey, we didn't honor this. We owe you this. That's... And, you know, and I've had the arguments about that, you know, suing the kid. No, they're suing his mother. She signed the contract. Well, I know. But, you know, so. the, ki the kid is just a plea on his fans saying, oh, you're picking on the kid. No, he's playing no. in an adult sport. Yep. He's had people sign his contract. He didn't walk out on a contract. <laughs> well, no, no. Um, he was in a, they were in a 30 day cooling off period because he went to them. So when yeah. I was at the All-Stars and on a Friday night, yeah. I, yeah. I heard all about it. Yeah. When he announced on the Saturday that he was cutting his contract yeah he had give he'd gone to them with every like they they back owed him bonus money 500 bucks and he had to ask for it and they owed him these discs that they said that they were going to give him and he said you know and in their contract i can't remember what it's called but it's basically a 30-day cooling yeah. off period yeah. where they got to come good inside that 30 days yeah on the Saturday when Altiworld broke the news had been the 30-day mark and Prodigy had not come good on what they had told Gannon they would do for him. However, they're saying that they gave him the 500 bucks, but everything else was just a verbal agreement. So they shrug, shrug your shoulders. Yeah. That's where I have an issue 
is why are we still working on verbal agreements in a sport where million dollar a year contracts are being signed? That's my issue. And why would you make a verbal agreement with a young, impressionable 16-year-old kid who is excited to be playing and caught up in the beauty of the sport? And I'm going to be a pro tour. I'm going to tour. On, I'm going to be a pro that tours. I'm going to have this contract. Did Prodigy kind of take advantage of that? Like, oh, sign this. And in the meantime, we'll get you a rookie of the year disc and we'll get you a commemorative disc for the USDGC and we'll get you this. And was it Gannon and his mom and his lawyer not putting it to paper? Was it, there's lots of handshake deals in in disc golf. There still is, but they didn't even attempt to have that conversation with him. So, and I was at there, he was carrying a prodigy bag. He was throwing prodigy discs. He still is. He has a mixed bag. He had a mixed bag in Vegas. He's still wearing Prodigy on his shirts. Yeah. He's still abiding by his contract because what's the date today? They go to they go to court tomorrow. Yeah. The reason I, I the reason I didn't want to get is we don't know all the facts. We don't know what was signed, what was no. promised, and that'll all come out in court. But um, in my but opinion, if, but, but if if Prodigy, if Prodigy didn't do what they they promised. And they have text messages going back and forth yep. and stuff like that. If Prodigy, then, hey, I, I'm not a fan of, trust me, I don't have a Prodigy <laughs> disc in my bag. I have one on the wall only because it's signed by Thomas Gilbert. Yep. Um, but otherwise, I'm not a fan of Prodigy. And there are various reasons I don't want to get into. I'm not a, a Ganon Buer. I like Ganon Buer. He's a great player. He's not, if I went my top 10 players, he wouldn't be in my top 10, maybe top 20 male players. Not, I don't know the, you know, but just people I like to watch. Yeah. Now he could be because he's very, you know, he's new to the sport and he's a great young player. So I don't, I don't really, I just think that, you know, again, once, once all everything comes out in court and yeah. I think the prodigy should have probably negotiated something with him. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, um, it, it, to me as a person who sits back and says, okay, Hey, you promised this kid the world. So yeah. I just, I just want to see what once all everything comes out, see yep. what happens. And I think prodigy doesn't matter which way it goes. Prodigy are in, in trouble. Oh yeah. You know, I think so, so. but yeah, I mean, but, so that one is, I mean, it's yeah. a hot, to- hot topic, hot again, topic we, for sure. Nope. But you know, I have to agree with Paul Ulaberry and he made a comment. He said, you know, Ricky left Innova and we as fans, we didn't hear about it. Yeah. There was a buyout or there was some sort of contract. He broke his contract and it all got taken care of and everyone's happy. Simon had a a buyout in his contract. So it went smooth. He's like, so why didn't, and don't forget Uli was prodigy. Right. And he's saying, why, why didn't prodigy take that 30 days to make something happen with Gannon? Yeah. You know? So yeah. Why did It, it have to get to this? It's going to be, it, yeah, it, it shouldn't have got this far. No, um, this has never happened in disc golf before. No. But so, it, yeah. it was going to happen sooner or later. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, um, anyway, they were the, the two things that kind of um, yeah. cropped up. That Good stuff. Big news, yeah. Yeah, our anyway. sport's growing. It's so cool. Like, yeah. you know, these are these are things that other sports have dealt with already. And But, I, you know, I, 20 years later, and we're like, holy crap. Like we're getting big fast. This is yeah. really, you know, and it's not that it's cool. It's that like first world sports problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What do you have planned for the next week or two that we're going to be able to chat about? On our Cobra chicken. 
Cobra <laughs> Chicken. We're all we're going out to get raided. Yes, and I'm hoping I can get into my garage and do some throwing this week. Hopefully, I can uh, um, get the inflammation down in my joints enough that I can make that happen. Um, I don't know. Going to try to go <laughs> go back and hang out at the shop. See if I can. Uh, just all depends on this. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah. Yeah. Same here. Cobra Chicken and. That's about it. But we do have a couple more exciting guests lined up. Yeah, we're totally. not gonna t- we're not gonna tell you who they are because we want them in the can edited. Yep. But yeah, yeah, be into- I'm I'm looking forward to our next week's interview to chat with a gentleman um about a disc company. So I am too. It's gonna be yeah. exciting. Yeah. Okay, so let's go enough of us babbling about what we don't know. <laughs> Um, or me anyway let's go in the circle and today um, we have gabby lee do you have any questions before we begin uh no no questions i'm uh i'm like a bit of a preparer so when i was like what are you gonna ask i like thought about all the potential questions and um i'm a bit of a goof so if i am an awe then uh hey it's part of part of what it is part of who i am it's totally casual it's okay thank you thank you no no questions then I was going to say down at all stars, I got to meet Zoe and I can person and chat with her. And she told me, Clive, she said, I'm just going to tell you right this, this right now. And she looked at Craig. She's like, best podcast I've ever been on. She was, they gave me so much freedom just to babble and talk. And she was, I had so much fun. And I was like, Yay. <laughs> I listened. I loved, I loved that episode with Zoe. Yeah. Um, she's yeah. Amazing. I got a, I got to play with her in nationals and she is just the best. She is. Her. She's very cool. All right, let's start. Ready? Yeah. Okay, so in the circle today, uh, we have Gabby. We can call you Gabby, or is it, do you like to prefer to be Gabrielle? Gabby's great. Gabby. So we have Gabby Lee, uh, all the way from Vancouver Island. And Gabby, so you, like Kerry, have numerous roles in disc golf. What role, can you explain the roles? A couple roles. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, a player, how it all started. Um, and then, yeah, last year started dabbling in uh, running tournaments. So tournament director is my other hat. Co-TD so far. Haven't uh, led a, a TD or a tournament myself yet, but uh, it's in there. Cool. So before we get into your playing and how you started and tournament directing and all those other things, you've been playing a lot of duck golf lately. Yes, what, yes. What, I have. what is duck golf? Duck golf is a series of tournaments. Uh, it is hosted by the formerly called BCDS. They're now the BC Disc Golf Association. And uh, yeah, it's the series of tournaments that runs on the mainland, Vancouver Island. Uh, you kind of see how you do, stack up points at the end of the year. And uh, the theme is wet, muddy, rainy, cold. <laughs> and it's, it's, <laughs> it's lived up to it. They're all C tiers as well, right? PDGA C tiers? Right. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They never used to be. They used to be very grassroots casual. And then as the sport grew, they went to, they went to C tiers. So that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, it's you, been a lot of fun. Were you in the one this weekend or was it last weekend? Uh, yeah. Just played one this weekend at Mary's farm. Uh, lived up to the hype again. It was wet, rainy, tried to snow in the first round. And then we had a bit of sunshine and cloud in the second round and uh, a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a, it was a great turnout. And it looks like you had a stellar first round. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, yeah, it, it turned out really well. It was one of those rounds where, you know, it didn't feel like anything 
spectacular happened, uh, but it was just, it was clean. It was steady. Uh, shot a 923 something rated round. Yay. One, one of, thank you. <laughs> um, one of my best rounds. Uh, followed it up with a, an 850 something, which is it's okay. below my rating, but hey, it averaged out to, um, you know, exactly what I was hoping for at Mary's. Uh, it was a bit of a week, so kind of came out and just spent some time with some of my favorite people and had a lot of fun. That's always good. Now, I'm pretty sure I met you at the TCO last year, but I I don't really remember. But I I remembered your face when I saw you because I just saw you at Raptors Knoll um, on February the 4th and um, for a tournament there. And I got to follow you because Ella Hansen was playing with you. Not that I wouldn't go out and watch you, Abby, but... (laughs) Oh, no, no, uh, no. (laughs) I'd be following Ella too. (laughs) But um, you were playing with Ella and... um, Laura Oig from Kelowna and another lady, I think, from Seattle. Yeah, Corey. And you, yeah, and you said, you know, you were talking about steady, and I was amazed because, you know, Ella, you think Ella would just blow away the field, how steady and smooth you were, probably up until the infamous hole 15. <laughs> yes. um, but you were, I mean, I think you were one stroke ahead of her uh, going into 15. And, <sighs> you know, it was just amazing to watch because you had this top 10, top 15 player um, in the F- in PDGA and you've got three, uh, well, two BC and one Seattle, uh, Corey playing and you were blow for blow with it and it was just amazing to watch. Um, Thank you. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. I didn't actually know I was, I think I was tied with her uh, at 14 um, and I didn't, I had no idea. I was like, I kept score. I was kind of keeping score. I wasn't watching. It wasn't until after that someone was like, you were tied with her up to that point. I was like, oh, wow. I kind of wish I got a screen grab of that because it's just, I don't know, yeah. something to remember, right? And then uh, she proceeded to birdie hole 15 yeah. and I proceeded to double hole yeah. 15. So yeah. it's, uh, that's, that's the, the game changer there on 15. But it, yeah. was, it was a fun round. And it was, again, one of those ones where it was just steady, calm, confident. And uh, yeah, it turned out pretty good. Yeah, you were play, playing really well. That's the special thing about Raptors Noel, I think, is um, like Ella bombs. Like she, what did she just throw? Like 584 feet or something? Yeah. But Unreal. it's not a bomber course. Nope. It, no, right? You need to have it all out there. So I love that. I love that um, our our local BC girl, you've only been playing two years? Yeah, a couple years. A couple yeah. years. I, I creeped your Instagram August twenty first, twenty twenty one. I think was your first posting of disc golf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I actually look back too because I was trying it's to keep exciting, talking. right? It just goes to show well designed courses and uh, what a player needs nowadays to compete, which is yeah. a full everything in the bag. So yeah, and yeah. I had to I had to say Ella has proven me wrong after that because I was watching and going, this is a top fifteen player from last year and she's not pulling away from BC's first time on that course and maybe she was experimenting with new discs but then you could tell the class because of that hole 15 yeah. I mean that that hole I want to sit down with Chris and Stu and say uh, <laughs> where did it where did it come from this hole because it's like for me I think that's just about I have to play four perfect shots to get a power on that hole mm-hmm. likewise and, and that's not like the first shot is just getting through the mando and then flip the second one by flipping down third up the hill and hopefully hitting a, a prayer 
And Ella Hansen throws his forehand, puts it in position A, throws a bomb up the hill, and then puts him 25 feet. And and there were a couple of things there that you just went, okay, this is this uh-huh. is what a top 15 player can do. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. it was very special. And um, have you you say you played with before? I think before we came in there, you talked about playing with Zoe uh, and mm-hmm. Ike as well. Have you played with any other FPO players? Uh, I mean, some some local stars. Um, those are the kind of two big big names that yeah. I've played with. Um, so yeah, uh, Ella was the recent one. Played with Zoe and Ike back at uh, Canadian Nationals in PEI last year. And um, yeah, it's funny you speak about tools in the box. And yeah, I mean, definitely skill wise, they have the shots, they have those. But I think the other thing too is just experience, like time on tour, time on yeah. course, and everything. Um, but also like a competitiveness that I feel like I don't have yet um, or like a, a focus and a drive. Um, you know, I, I see that kick into high gear with some players, even some of the ladies I play with here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like that is just that drive to continue. It's huge. And, you know, I saw that in Ella because, I mean, I think she still beat us by like 12 strokes or something <laughs> by the it end is, of it. So you it's know, huge. I find I played competitive sports all through high school and I love the sense of, being on a card but digging deep for that compete mm-hmm. and I, I love that next level and I know a lot of people can't find it and they don't know where it comes from and I can't explain it either but I know what you're talking about when you say that like you see these people that like Ella she just all of a sudden on hole 15 locked into a next gear and went right mm-hmm. and um I think it's right it just comes from a lot of experience of team sports uh anything you've like I noticed, is it CrossFit that you do? Is oh it... gosh, that is, uh, that's back in the day. Yeah, I, I yeah. had a little bit of a gym, a gym rat period in my life. Yeah, but CrossFit and, there's yeah. that, that, that drive to like get your next personal best, right? Your next, and so that's kind of for myself as a team player, that's what I've always dug into is like, okay, we need that next basket or we need that next spike or we need whatever it is to get to win, to get ahead. And um, I've always kind of gone back on that. But if you haven't been a competitive in competitive sports or played on a team sport or anything like that, I think it, it has to be learned. You have to find it, right? Like it's a tough one too. I feel like <laughs> I get moments or glimpses of it, and I look yeah. back at a shot or a round, and I'm like, wow, there was a second there where I was so zoned in. Yeah, I picked my disc. I was confident with my shot. There wasn't there wasn't a doubt in my mind. And I um, yeah, like, and I said to Thomas, it's hard too because. We don't ever want to come across as cocky when we do it, but we want to be confident when we do it, right? So there's this difference. And I remember Katrina Allen making this comment probably about four years ago. And she's like, how come when Paul Macbeth zones in and he's like, I the tiger, he's amazing. But when I zone in and I do that, I'm now a bitch on my card. Like, I don't understand why. I'm just being competitive. I want to win. Am I supposed to just back off and be like, oh, I'm sorry, and let the other people win? So like, there's this level, especially with FPOs, I think, that there's more cattiness between women. So trying to find that next level and push, you don't ever want to come across as mean or live up to that stereotype that that Mm -hmm. society has put on us, right? So yeah. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And you say that too. And it's like, 
you know, maybe that's kind of in the back of my mind because I'm very much like, oh, I want all the ladies to do well. I love seeing everyone <laughs> yeah. do well. Like, I don't care if I win because, you know, a friend will win. Um, and it's true. It's deep down seated true. But yeah, I think part of it is like, maybe I'm a bit of a people pleaser and, you know, I don't want to ruffle yeah. any feathers or get in anyone's way. So trying to find a balance for sure. Well, I had you got lots of time. <laughs> I had a discussion today with a fellow disc golfer and we were talking about, he, he was talking about what level he should be playing at, whether he should play at MA40. And in MA40, there's some, you know, two or three really good players that are going to win. Then you've got the big bell, what curve, where, where he would be in. And then you've got the, the people who aren't as good. So he says he's never going to win in MA40. If he, an MA2 might be the same, but if he went down to recreational, because he would be pushing to win and he would feel better about himself because, you know, he's beating people or he's shooting better than some people on his card. Whereas if he plays maybe MA2 or MA40, people are getting birdies, he's getting pars. And I, I tried to, we had a discussion. I said, to me, that it's, it's not a, it's a competitive sport, but it's competitive with yourself. You could, doesn't matter what division you play in, you can only beat yourself or win with yourself. So if he, if he shoots a plus three, let's say, that's a good round no matter what division you're in. It doesn't matter whether someone shot a plus, a minus 10 or a plus 10 or who, you, who you're with. So that whole, comp it's, it's a weird competitiveness in individual sports because you can only go out there. I mean, people can push you. People get a birdie and you go, I've got to focus. But basically, you're, you're playing against yourself. And I think that you're playing that, against the course, I think. And well, yeah, the course and yourself. I, yeah, but you, there comes a point, though, where, you know, you want to win. There comes a point because well, why are you there? Like I always well, say, I don't come no. to a tournament to lose. I don't pay one hundred and fifty <laughs> bucks to lose. I do often. Like, don't, yeah, don't get me no. wrong, but I'm coming to win. Like, and I'll tell the players that but, have a good round. I'm here to win. But, <laughs> but I smile. I, yeah, I mean, that for most disc golfers is i mean i'm, not, I'm not, not saying fpo i mean if you're an fpo and mpo and you're entering a tournament you want to play for a win but apart from the top 20 men the rest in there are going i hope i win exactly yeah uh, and yeah. you know and when i when i enter a tournament in the ma50 and i know who's playing in there a win for me is shooting better than i should yeah that's the victory it's like i'm not i'm not going in there i don't want to lose a tournament but i'm realistic that I've only been playing a couple of years and I know the people, a lot of people I'm playing against, especially locally. And I know that I'll mention Brent Ross, the chance of me of beating Brent Ross, he has to have a bad round and I have to have my best round now. Mm -hmm. I, and I'm always trying to have my best round, but I can't control what he does. But there, yeah. there, there are certainly things where you are playing against the other player. Like if, if you two are playing and there's, um, you know, one stroke between you going into the last three holes, you're playing against each other. You, yeah. You, yeah. you have to still play within yourself, but there might be that oh, I've got to run this putt now. Yeah. A little bit of match play there. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it, it's a, the competitiveness is a total, it's more of a mental thing than a team it game. Definitely. It definitely yeah. is. And I've had similar conversations um, with women who play kind of mainland and Victoria and stuff. And they're like, well, where should I play? Uh, and I, I see it in two ways. Um, because yeah, part of it is like a comfort. Like, where do you want to play? Where do you feel good about playing? Where are, where are you at? Do you want to win? Do you want to, who do you want to play with? What tee pads? I mean, there's so many factors, which tee pads do you want to play on courses? Um, 
And I, I feel like there can be a lot of external pressure sometimes. And I've heard that conversation a little bit as well. It's like, well, you know, these people are doing this, so I should be doing the same. And it's like, well, yeah, but there's, you can pull on how am I, who am I competing against? Am I competing against others? Am I competing about myself? Um, and what are you, what are you playing for? Um, do you want to practice that competitiveness? And that's maybe something that I've missed out on, um, kind of moving up to FPO right away is playing for that win and being under that pressure to play for that win. So do you stay in your, in the division with people who I don't know, you may be in the top of your division and do you stay there for a little bit and practice that drive and that competitiveness? Or do you hop up and play with people who are maybe at a different skill level than you, a higher skill level? Um, it's so tough. And I never know how to answer the question for people or how to help them out with it. But uh, yeah, I mean, if, if, if you ask me, it was... I had a little bit of FOMO not playing FPO. I had a lot of friends playing and um, in, in FPO, or there were some courses that are T-pads that people were playing. I was like, oh, I just, I kind of want to do that. So, um, you know, hopped out of FA1 and if, into FPO and still waiting for an FPO win, but having a good time doing it. But I, I think going back to that, you know, I'm, I'm, I didn't join it to win it. Um, yeah. So there, I got a little yeah. bit of practice there in terms of just honing in that competitive focus. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you should play at the highest level you're capable of playing at. Mm -hmm. and, and every now and then going up a level just to see where you're at. But I, I do believe like, I mean, Kerry will say she's the compet most competitive person she knows. And I'll tell you, I'm the most competitive person I know. Um, <laughs> and probably a lot of people will say that that are competitive, that have played sports, you know, throughout their life you know so that, you know you get that frustration level but I'd, I'd i'll always try and challenge myself mm -hmm. um so i think that's the best advice that i would give it to anybody it's like challenge yourself don't play at a level that you know you're going to win and i yeah i think too though with disc golf the way it's going and especially the past two years and the growth of it people like you said they have fomo right? Like I have people message me all the time about TCO. <laughs> what, well, should I play this? Should I move up? Should I, should I? And I'm like, okay, first of all, it's not cheap. You're traveling, you're spending yeah. hotels. Are you coming to compete? Are you coming for an experience? Like, do you mind spending a thousand dollars for the weekend and coming in last? Yep. Or do you want to spend a thousand dollars for the weekend and try to take a trophy home? That's kind of the first thing I ask. I'm like, where's your, what is this for you? Right. Totally. Like you said, yeah. got to figure it out. And I, I just actually was going through my emails and I have a whole bunch. Can you please move me up? I'd like to move down. Can I, can you move me up? So mm -hmm. there's people already starting to shuffle and look at what they're doing and they're seeing the players list fill and they're like, okay, I'm out of here. I want to go back down. <laughs> that's <laughs> so, true, yeah. And, but you know, that's okay. And I too, if you've never had a win, if you're a, a woman who's competitive and you've never had a win, play FA1. Yeah. Because your first win's not going to come in FPO. Yeah. No. Like, yeah. you know, like, and, and that's okay to say, like, it's okay to, to say that. And, but if you want to yeah. play with people that are above your league and you want to learn, um, play FPO, but be prepared. There's, there's more rules that come with it. There's more seriousness, like, yes. you know, like, yeah, there's yeah. things that you have to build up to. And I guess, because I've been in the sport so long, um, I've seen a lot of it and I had actually this conversation with someone from the Island a couple months ago about the sandbag culture that's in oh, and yeah. people calling people sandbaggers because, Oh, you know, you came in third at the last tournament, you should move up. It's like, I've never won. Why should I move up? And this is my rating. Why should I move up? Because I yeah. beat you at league last week. I should move up. 
So we need to get rid of that culture and we need to just take a look at people's ability and what they actually want from the sport. Yeah. Yeah. I, I and I, it, that's, it, that's kind of similar to the conversation I had with another person too. It's like, well, should I move up because I did well at the last event? And I was like, well, that's, that's one event. Yeah. Um, you know, and just because you win one event still doesn't mean you have to move up to the next, uh, exactly. to the next level, you know, get, get settled, experience it, enjoy it. Um, yeah. Don't rush it and don't let others guilt you into doing something that you're not ready for. Exactly. Um, especially. So, I mean, there's so many reasons people, why people play, why people play in certain divisions. So yep. yeah, yeah. So you got to make it your own. How lucky are we to have a sport though, that we can actually do that. It's, it's pretty cool. Honestly, that we can all be at the course at the same time and we're all playing at different levels of competitiveness. It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. I, I love it. Yeah. So we went on a little meander there, but let's get back to you, Gabby. As Kerry said, you, you picked up a disc in 2021. So in your mm-hmm. second year, give us a story about who put that first disc in your hand and what was the journey to suddenly saying, okay, I'm I'm good enough, and I'm going to play FPO in Canada. Oh gosh, wow! Um, yeah, it was funny. I, I before this chat, I was like, okay, when when did I first pick up a disc? And I think the first time I touched a disc was late 2020. I think it was, um, and it was a group of my husband's friends who had gone out to a little forest course called Mill Stream here in Victoria. Um, it's, it's, it's a tonal course. It's kind of hidden. Um, and it was just like, oh, hey, like, we're just, we're just hanging out. We'll lend you a disc and, uh, let's, let's go. And I mean, I, I think as with most people who first play, like I sucked just atrocious, no good. I thought I knew how to throw a Frisbee, did not know how to throw a Frisbee. And it was, it's like this rocky, um, like forest you're hiking a little bit and I'm hitting rocks and hitting trees and, I, I had enough fun. I didn't dislike it, but I think after that point, it was late summer, so spring or fall, I should say, fall, winter came, and I kind of put it away for the winter. I didn't want to touch it, but my husband was hooked. He he kept going throughout the winter. He played like night golf, urban night golf too, glow golf. He was, I think, he was all in from the start. So you know, I kind of got to watch him get interest interested by a few discs. Um, so I think when in 2021 you know as weather started getting nicer again and he was all in it was like well if I want to hang out with you I better start playing some disc golf (laughs) because you're always playing so yeah it was I think started just playing casually mostly with him a few of his friends I would kind of go out when he did and I don't and I mean that was like a pandemic summer too right so there wasn't a whole lot going on um you know, I was a little more cautious in the pandemic, so I wasn't hanging out with a ton of people. It was me and him, and uh, late summer, uh, I think there was a local, I think it was a local tournament that was run, or a couple local tournaments, so I played my first one. I think it was in Campbell River. It was Campbell River or Mary's Farm that we played, and gosh, like, it's so nervous. It was just, it, it was an opportunity to play. Like, that's how I took it as, cool, you're going to be there, I'll come to, I'll sign up. I don't care how I do, it'll be a fun time to play. Um, so that was the first time. And I think after that, I was also hooked. Um, <laughs> I don't know what it is about the tournaments because I, like I kind of mentioned, I'm not a very competitive person. Uh, but I think knowing that it's it's a personal competitiveness that I kind of go for, I wasn't scared away from it. The, the fear of losing didn't keep me away from it. Um, it was just like, okay, well, let's see how I can do. Let's compare it to my casual rounds and go from there. And I think it was can nats in 
was it September 2021? That was like my first big tournament. And I think I signed up last minute too. Like my husband was going. Um and it was just like, okay, fine. Like there's space. I'll sign up. Let's let's go. And yeah, I mean, from there I took it was it was a smaller, smaller field than I took an FA two win at that time. It was a very nice. small pool, but uh yeah, and you know, I, I should mention too that it was my husband, but it was also um it was Julie Mowens who I kind of first ran into, like the first female player that I ran into on the field. And I just remember seeing her at Mary's farm in the distance. And she was kind of like, Hey, like, do you want to play together one day? Like you're another woman playing let's, let's get together. And that's awesome. Yeah. And I think meeting, you know, someone else who had similar interests, uh, a love for disc golf, uh, patience, uh, for playing with a new player, um, was a key, a key turning point. I think that just, I don't know. It it became a point where it wasn't just my husband's sport; it was mine too. Um, and I, gosh, I mean, from there, it just it just kind of blew up. And um, there was Can Nats, and then I just we just kept playing tournaments. I think 2021 winter, we just signed up for every possible tournament: the so duck golfs, yeah, anything that showed up. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think kind of the rest is well. I don't know if the rest is history, but you know, I could keep going on for like how many tournaments I played and (laughs) TCO did you play FA2 or FA1 at TCO so TCO was our first big A tier uh so it was like such a huge thing for us and by then I played um I played in an FA1 event and I did fairly well so I signed up for FA1 and TCO as well and because yeah I you took the podium at TCO I did. I did. Yeah. I um, ended up, yeah, winning that that event, and that was kind of like my first big, big FA one win with like a lot of women playing. It was a huge field, huge, uh, huge, huge, fantastic. Uh, and you know, I think even then, I had a little bit of that FOMO that I talked about because I had a few friends playing in FPO, but at that time, it was like, nope, nope, I'm going to do FA one. I'm going to play in my division where I feel comfortable right now, and. Uh, yeah, it was just, it was such a cool event. I mean, we came up for the whole week. Um, it was our first like disc golf vacation. So we took the whole oh, week off so work. Fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like we played all the courses like multiple times a day and oh man, we were, we were all in for that event. And yeah, my I husband did well. Yeah. <laughs> our first disc golf vacation was to the Gulf Islands and to Vancouver Island. That was our oh first my gosh. So Pender opposite. Island? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Pender. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's a, that's a, that's a beautiful course here too. So, yeah. So yeah. Um, from there having won that, I, I already signed up for the nationals and PEI, I think at that time, and I'd signed up in FA1 and I decided, I think it was at one point in the summer and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do FPO because, I just, I, I don't, I don't want to miss out. I, I, I don't <laughs> it was know. A great, that, it was a great opportunity, right? Like you see Zoe's coming and yeah, mm-hmm. it was, it's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. At the time, Paige Pierce was signed up too. Yeah. Uh, Ella Hansen was there. Um, and, you know, my friends, Julie, Jordan, Laura, Catherine Tang, they're all playing. So it was like, you know, we all get to go out, practice the same courses, have a good time. And um, yeah, I, I don't regret it one bit. I kind of went in with a goal of, I don't know, maybe finishing middle of the pack and kind of did just that. Met some wonderful ladies from across Canada. And awesome. yeah, from there, it's I, I'm so glad I went to FPO. I get to play with some fantastic women. I get to learn from them. Um, 
and yeah, and just keep now you're in a game. huge field. I think TCO, I think we have 18 FPOs, which is amazing. It's so cool. So cool. And yeah, I see some familiar names who, you yeah. know, played at the TCO last year and I didn't get to play with. And this yep. year, hopefully I get to play with them. And yeah, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm so excited. That's kind of like one of the big events that we're going to go to this year. And I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to coming back to the the courses as well, right. MacArthur, yeah. Rose Hill. Um, awesome. You know, Amazing. one of my favorite things about playing new courses or courses that you don't get to play too very often is just seeing how I've improved in the past little while. <laughs> oh, Leah. Leah is making an appearance <gasps> on the podcast. Hi, sweetie. <laughs> oh, my and gosh. For people who we're recording this so we can see each other on Zoom, but Leah is Clive's dog and she's adorable and you'll see her in lots of Clive's Instagrams. So she's beautiful isn't she she's such a good girl oh my gosh but I was gonna (laughs) I was gonna ask you so it's not for everybody to jump into TDing and it is not something we see a lot of women doing so my heart sang when I saw that you were gonna TD Frosted Flings is that what it was called and I was like oh my god there's more women this is awesome (laughs) because I had this conversation with Paige actually um I don't know if I'm the first podcast coming out, but I did. I recorded with Paige and Joe in December mm-hmm. and Paige, obviously she's been out here and she's been, I TD'd the Canadians in 2011 and 2013. Wow. And she asked like, what do you think you're doing? that's different. And I said, right now, I don't think I'm doing anything different. There's so many women out there doing so many fantastic things, but what I was doing 10, 15, 18 years ago was definitely groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. And there's, out east, we see a lot of women doing stuff, but out here in BC still, there's just, I see your name and I see Julie's name. I see Jordan's yep. name. Now, mm-hmm. Shannon at Raptors, yes. which yes. is super cool. And Christy in the Kootenays. Yep. And so it just, my heart is so full. But for someone who's just been golfing two years, what made you jump into those shoes? I need to know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, um, you know, I, I, I've been thinking about this too, because I think after Frosted Flings, we're like, why do we do this? It's, 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 it's a lot of work. It's, uh, it can be stressful at times. Um, but I think looking back, cause I think we ran our first event in April, 2022. And I think at that time it was still, I think we're motivated by just creating more events for people to play. Um, cause I think when I started playing and, um, you know, when I first, first started hanging out with Julie, it was like, well, how do we get more events like we just want to play more disc golf Uh, and I think at the time too there weren't very many sanctioned events um, on the island or nearby to play or there there were fewer and further in between Um, so I think at that time we ran a gig ogre get in get out get rated which is just like a a simple tournament aimed at bringing out new players Um, it's not focused on like big payouts or prizes or anything it's mostly for people to just sign up for a tournament really low cost and get a rating out of it so having it sanctioned a C tier um, just getting to see yeah add to your ratings and, and see how you do in the course so uh yeah I think that was our main motivation it was just to start adding more events and I think as well it was one of the things that we had ideas for what we would love to see in tournaments um and I think for the both of us it's like well let's let's just do it ourselves let's try it out yeah absolutely (laughs) Um, awesome yeah yeah and uh I think I see more and more places doing it now but you know early registration for women um you know Oh, the word is escaping me now, um, pool caps or uh, yep. division caps as well. So giving all divisions an equal t- opportunity to sign up 
um, before kind of opening up those divisions. Um, so those are kind of like our first, not saying it was our idea, but just to be able to implement them yep. in a local space was uh, was what we wanted to do. So, you and know, I we loved did it. Those. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing that happening after TCO last year and it being mm-hmm. probably my biggest regret to TCO. Like there was so much great feedback, mm. but I'm like, I'm all about growing the sport for women. And I didn't do anything early registration for women. And it just kind of bugged me. So this year I was like, underserved for a week like women juniors and age protected they get the opportunity they don't have to be whole sponsors and it blew my mind when I was like holy crap like we're at right now including the junior girls I think we have 64 58 58 women I think we're 17 percent women or 16 point something and I'm looking at the Canadians which have about 80 more players than us and they're the ones with 68 women so I feel like we're doing great things out here and Mm -hmm. but I I loved it I was like okay I gotta do this because I'm like (laughs) like a fool if I don't (laughs) and you know from what I can tell being newer in the sport too like it's just changed so much so quickly really quick we we didn't we don't expect that those divisions are going to fill up with the caps that we have or that you know we're going to have 50 50 men and women um but it's just about giving the opportunity for it to happen and if it happens great and if not then totally fine everyone else comes off the wait list and you get in and get get to play anyways (laughs) i'm not i'm not sure whether i like the age protected term though I'm age protected this year. It feels like I'm going to be extinct pretty soon. No, I'm 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 a protected species. So what I (laughs) what I love about it though, Gabby, is it's having women the opportunity or giving every division available. It's still a thing where if you make women an afterthought, they're not going to ask. Like I've had that happen where I said, "Why aren't you offering?" all the FA divisions. Oh, they don't Mm -hmm. historically fill. I'm like, because you don't offer them. Well, they'll ask if they want them. The girls, I'm like, no, they won't. Mm -hmm. We're still at that point in the sport. No, they won't. Yeah. You know, like we don't make us an afterthought. (laughs) Yeah. Well, totally. Right. And yeah, don't, don't make us ask too. Exactly. Um, The guys don't have to ask (laughs) to get MA3. Why do we have to ask to have FA3? Mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. yeah. So, and I, I, been very right. vocal about that and people know that about me so um yeah yeah but- and I you know I don't I I'm, I'm so new at this I I have so much to learn about the sport the history of the sport the history of the sport in BC so I don't I don't pretend to know exactly how to do it so you know yeah. I, I I know mistakes are going to be made along the way um but I think it's I think another thing too is just being open to that feedback and wel- welcoming that feedback too um something I want to do more after tournaments is just kind of like the PDG has a feedback page, but, you know, asking for that informal to feedback it. too. Definitely. So yeah. I did with TCO, I sent out a survey to everybody. And then I said, use the feedback page. What people need to understand when they use the feedback page is that the tournament director receives your full name and your PDGA mm-hmm. number. So mm-hmm. I think that's why people don't want to use it because they want to be a keyboard warrior. <laughs> and, yeah. um, you know, a couple people used it, the PDGA gets it. And if they're not happy with what they hear, they contact the TD. I didn't have any issues. And uh, the survey gave really good feedback too, which I'll do again this year. So mm-hmm. I love that you said that. And I also want to tell you, it's okay to make mistakes. You're actually, you're a doer. Cause if you didn't do those events, would anyone else have done them? Right. So I love that you did it. Yeah. I um, love that you did it and that you're okay to, to do it. And not have our you don't have to have our history to run it to be a TD 
That's amazing. Like oh. just jump in and I appreciate you and I haven't played a single event you're doing. So uh, well, hopefully well, you I, do one day, hopefully, hopefully I, frosted flings can, can become an annual thing and we can make yeah. it bigger and better. Um, it was a, I mean, full credit to Julie because it was a, a moment at nationals where she's like, let's get Ella and, you know, the Pacific Northwest girls, maybe Zoe to come up and, and play Raptors. Um, and let, let's see how we can get them to do, to, to come up. And um, I, yeah, I mean, it worked out so well, so well. So That's I awesome. hope we can keep doing it. Yeah. Well, I, I went to Frosted Flings and it, it was really well organized. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, no, it was, it was great. And February the 4th, February the 4th, I, I know it's February, that was my birthday. So I played my first round at Raptors on my birthday. Oh my gosh, happy birthday. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm on the podcast with but him. I had you, no idea it was my birthday. You gave me a great birthday present though, because it's February the 4th. I bought rain gear and I was wearing it the first day uh -huh. because it was pretty chilly out there. And I, I, I met Gabby and um, we were with jo Joanne walking the course, putting the CTPs in. Oh, or Jordan. Jordan, sorry. Yes. Um, and we were about hole three or four, and I hear this voice behind me, and it's it's Gabby. And I walked the course with my friend Justin, so I'd never played it before, before everybody teed off. And I was sweating. Like, I couldn't take my you know, rain jacket off, but I took another layer off, and it didn't rain on us once. It got a little bit colder in the evenings. And then Sunday, it rained in the evening, got up, tea time, mm -hmm. didn't rain on us. So it could have been torrential it could have been hey and so, you know usually the more prepared you are the less likely it's yeah, gonna rain exactly. so, so th thank you for organizing that for me oh yeah yeah we <laughs> yeah. uh we specifically requested no rain so yeah, you're welcome yeah. no it was, it was a for february that was it was just p perfect conditions you couldn't it was beautiful better. we were so so grateful it yeah. was a perfect weekend yeah yeah and raptors Knoll, of course anybody in bc should play it's I love yeah, it. it's a great course yeah mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm. and the yeah. red tees were harder than the blue tees just to let you know <laughs> they're they're no joke um and that's what i love about raptors is every the, the course is so well thought out every teapad is it's got its own lines it's got its own challenges there's ob there's hazard there's obstacles i mean it's, it's all there so no matter where you're playing from um it, it's tough so yeah. yeah it's a fun course yeah and i mean going going back to like why do i why do we do this it's um yeah it's giving people an opportunity to play cool courses with awesome people and i mean just the smiles and the fun it's it's what it's all about yeah. um i yeah. love the community like you were saying oh. you weren't quite sure like your first event you got to mary's farm and you weren't scared away and i i remember my very first event was at uh queen elizabeth park Oh no. Yes. Yeah. Queen Elizabeth Park, like, oh my God, 2002. Ah. <laughs> we're in there and I was scared and I lost a disc and the guys came and they retrieved it for me. And some guy had stolen my disc and they went and got it and they oh. got for me. And it was just this wow. community of people that I was like, you have no idea who I am. They're like, well, you're a disc golfer. I was yeah. like, oh my God, I found my people. Mm -hmm, <laughs> and mm -hmm. it's been like that ever since. Like, I love it. Like any event I've gone to anywhere across the States or anywhere around here, it's just, you find your people and it's pretty cool. It's so cool. And you, you say that, and I think that's what kept me in, or this is what's keeping me in the sport is like, I've really found 
my people as cheesy it is as it is but like it's a community that I connect with and it's yeah. so welcoming it's so encouraging um and I'm just I'm I'm so grateful for it like I have lifelong friends because of it um you know that first tournament you know I still play with Catherine Tang, uh, Sophia Danica, I played up in Campbell River for the first time. And I was like, oh, hey, where are you from? She's like, oh, I'm from Victoria. And I'm like, how have I never met you? We're both from Victoria. <laughs> and now That's we play awesome. together all the time. And um, it's, uh, it, it's so special. It's so cool. And just to see the progress as well, like the dedication of these ladies is, it's something special. And we're just... We can be goofy at times, but yeah, that spark ignites every now and then, or quite commonly, more so for um, some of the other ladies I play with. <laughs> and it's it's so cool to watch. It's awesome. It's special, right? And mm. I love that, um, like, I, I really believed that we were beyond women not being accepting of other women, but I've just been reading recently in some of our Canadian disc golf women forums that there's some struggles happening and not out here, out East. And I just it breaks my heart because I don't know, I haven't played with any of the women you've mentioned, but I feel like if I walked onto Mary's, I could say, Hey, do you guys want to play? And they play with me. Whereas this sport's gotten so big out in Ontario that the women are struggling right now with letting women wow. into their inner group. And yeah, it's, so you know what? It's growing pains. The sport's growing, which is huge, which is what we wanted. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're coming in at like a crazy time in the sport, which is it's yeah. wild. Like I said, the first tournament I played, I think there was like maybe two women in my division. And yeah. now I can play in a tournament and it's like a new card every time. Um, some some events. Um, it's 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 really, really neat. And you know, it's it's so unfortunate to hear about the growing pains. Um, but you know, I think there's there's so people are so different right and yeah. I think so many people play the sport for different reasons and you know those reasons you play may not connect all the time right like yeah. some people are out just for a good time some people want 100% focus 100% tournament driven and how we can make space for all of those people men women included it's it's difficult and yeah it's growing pains and how do we do yeah. that and I think that's part of like the tournament directing as well it's just like you know not every event is going to please everyone um 100%. so you nailed you know, it making, yeah making events for for everyone too so uh we ran a WGE event last year and you know we really aimed it at newer people into the sport uh juniors as well um really focused it on you know maybe not coming in and winning the event everyone yeah. walks away with a prize yep. that kind of thing and then frosted flings was you know this is a b tier you're coming to win coming to win so yep you know payouts for everyone no <laughs> i love it and i love that like i said you're just you're only two years in and there's people that have been in the sport 20 years that wouldn't take that on so that's very cool and speaking of community the only reason i met clive was because of disc golf Mm -hmm. So this how the that's how the podcast started was he approached me at TCO last year. So um, and we have mutual friends that we've each known for time, but it was kind of cool. That's how Clive and I came together was disc golf. So yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's that's really neat. Uh, you mentioned that, and social media is another crazy thing with disc golf. So many people, and I actually met Shannon, who's running the uh, women's event at Raptors in May yep. through social media. Um, she here. runs. Yeah, yeah, she runs the uh, the Raptors Knoll page and, you know, you just start connecting and you start chatting and it's just like, hey, like, we have something really cool in common and that's 
disc golf. And it's just so easy to base uh, a relationship off that when you have something so fundamental in common, um, especially with the same goals, which is to play a lot of fun disc golf, run some cool events, get people involved, get people playing. And uh, it's it's easy when you find your people um, and it it makes it worth it every every minute of it. Absolutely. Yeah. But both you and your husband, I believe, are on Team Okanagan Disc Supply. Is that correct? Yes, yep. we are. Yeah. <laughs> so how how did that come about? Mm, um, I'm, yeah, I, I'm doing a shout out to our sponsor here, but oh, of um, course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was. Um, yeah, I, I don't even know how to how to fully explain it. I think it was one of like the really amazing things about the TCO. It was, we, we finished up the tournament. I just finished, um, I'd finished my round earlier that day. I, I, I'd won. I was kind of like on cloud nine already. Um, you know, I had no expectations for the tournament. It's like, I'm just going to go have a fun time. That was a cherry on top. And then I got to go, I got to go watch the end of, uh, Sylve's round at Rose Hill and he ended up finishing really well as well um he it was his first big tournament and he ended up in the cash and what it was di- just like that was his division? only goal mpo played an mpo okay. yeah yeah um so that was incredible and he an ace so, didn't he he did get an ace yes. yes he got an ace at macarthur and I, I got it on film too and it was just like oh my gosh there was there were so many things about that event that'll just make it forever one of my favorite events not not for the like i win didn't, didn't matter at that point because there was just so many things about it that was it was Please. the people it was the things that happened it was the courses um but to go back to your question at the end of the um i guess award ceremony uh for mpo at rose hill uh dan came up to us and he was just like hey like good job this weekend to both of you like really well done and he's just like hey do you want to you guys want to join team okanagan this supply and it was just like Oh my gosh. Okay. So, so like, you know, think, think about it. Like, I remember let, Dan talk. mentioning you before TCO saying like Gabby off the Island. She's, and I was like, Gabby off the Island. I was like, who? And I was like, <laughs> when I looked you up on Instagram and I was like, Oh, and then he came after TCO. He's like, Gabby and Sylvan are on the team. And I was like, awesome. <laughs> so he, he knew who you were. Like, I don't know if through somebody oh. else or if he had seen you play somewhere else, maybe because Dan and the crew go down to all the events in Vancouver. So, yeah. And so. I mean, we have other um, Okanagan team members on the island as well, like Lauren yep. and Alejandro in Nanaimo. Um, mm-hmm. And I knew them well enough that, you know, we've played in multiple events. We're all at the same tournaments on the yeah. island and stuff. So maybe that's uh, where it came from. Maybe it was Alejandro it, mentioned your name to Dan is where it came it, from. So it, I was thinking so. And I, I still have to reach out to him and like thank him because I think that that might be why. Yeah. Um, Cause that he came be, up yeah. after and he was just like, good job <laughs> nice no yeah. yeah no just That's grateful awesome. yeah really grateful for those connections because that you know you don't didn't need to happen um but it was just yeah you kind of extend out a a branch and some trust in in people you don't know and you, but again it's just that kind of common common ground of playing awesome disc golf with awesome people and doing awesome things for the community which is kind of was why joining the team was a no-brainer because Dan and Okanagan Disc Supply just put so much back into the community. And I mean, even um, kind of when you look at how the team is built, it's like, you know, what are you, what are you putting back into the community? Um, so yeah. it's, you know, it's very community-based, not just, 
it's yeah it's not based on your rating or your no. and that's not what dan wanted so it's pretty no, cool exactly. like, it's a pretty fun team so <laughs> it's it's mm. really neat and yeah yeah it just it's it's such a supportive team we get excited for everyone and yeah it, it's a lot of fun I'm, I'm so grateful to be part of the team there's a huge cool. piece of the team going to be at canadians i said to dan we need a picture like yeah. i there's like I gotta say 18 people gonna be there. Oh my gosh. Like yeah, there's such a good chunk of people that are gonna be there from the team. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I fingers crossed to be able to get there this year. We've registered. Um, but it's another, it's a big trip, right? For us to get out to to Thunder Bay, Ontario. So we'll see. Fingers crossed. But uh yep. yeah, I mean TCO is kind of the big for sure right now. And uh we'll we'll, we'll go from there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I have to come back. You were talking about limited big trips earlier. So mm coming to the Kamloops potentially the nationals did you have anything else planned any other trips or potential trips nothing else planned right now no. um yeah working working full-time so you don't have to kind of plan out the, the vacation date strategically um so I do hope to take a good chunk of vacation around the TCO um and last year after we came back from nationals we're like, okay, let's use like a similar amount of vacation time and play some of the bigger tournaments in BC and maybe Alberta as well. Um, because I think last year during nationals, there was a uh, rumble at the Raven's Nest yep. that was happening and uh, Falcon's Flight was the other one. Falcon's Flight um, was right before it. Yes, yes. People left Falcons and flew to PEI. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did two weeks in PEI. We wanted to give that a, a good amount of time. So we missed that one. So it was like, well, let's let's do some of those. And uh, so actually, now that I mention it, I think um, the Clearwater Tournament. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, what's it called? The Huck. Harvest the Huck. Harvest the Huck. Harvest Huck. Yes, yeah. that one is majorly on our radar to get to. Um, yeah, I know uh, GMAC, Nicoletta, yep. uh, they're out in Clearwater there and they put a lot of work into that course. They um, have, I played it, well, we played it this summer in a, hmm. in a doomsday event and where they announced the Harvest Hack and the $10,000 oh, out of cash. Wow. And I have um, avoided going to Clearwater for many, mm-hmm. many years just because of the grind and I Nicoletta yeah. and GMAC, like insane, insane. Mm-hmm. Like they need medals. It's beautiful. Like they, they just, the T passes need to be dialed in a little bit and, <laughs> and they're working on that. And it's something they know and they talk about, like Dennis knows that. But other than that, that course is like, I love it. Yeah. And that's the thing too. Like when you say they're working on it, I know they're putting in the work to <laughs> exactly. it too. Like they are hundred percent putting the work into it. So yeah. I would love, I would love to get out there and play that event. So that's, it'll that's be a good time. Yeah. Like the hotels that are going to have rooms oh. and it's going to be a good time. Yeah. I work at a pharmacy and a guy came up and he had, I don't know, it was a doomsday sh- sweatshirt on or something like that. And I said, oh, you disc golf? He goes, no, I own a hotel up in Clearwater <gasps> and I sponsor a disc golf tournament. Goes, so he says, if you want an extra discount, ask for me or this, you know. Oh my gosh. Yep. So that's that AJ kind of funny. AJ and Cass. Yeah. Wow. yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. Small they're world, the hey? sponsoring yeah. it. They have the, ho- the two hotels in Clearwater, so... Yeah, I mean, there's, oh gosh, if we could play every weekend, I mean, there's there's so many spaces that we'd love to go to. And one of my husband's favorite things to do, Silv, is to kind of put together little dream tours. So he'll find events in subsequent yep. we- subsequent weekends and just say, well, you know, if we did this in May, we could go to Kayak Point and um, go here and then end at the Portland Open and kind of do all that. And then, oh, and then, oh yeah, we'd start with a TCO and then kind yep. of just wait, yep. make our way down and- yeah. Um, 
so yeah i mean that's kind of like that would be the coolest we did we did that last year every holiday we went on involved me playing disc golf last year because uh-huh. i haven't played in so long so uh-huh. my husband's like can we just go somewhere this year and just play disc golf like not a tournament <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. In 2015, we took our truck and camper and we drove down uh, to California and we disc golfed Mm -hmm. our way to Napa Valley. And then we camped for 10 days and played Golden Gate and uh, Skyline and all those courses down there. And then made our way back to Vancouver for the 2015 Canadians. So it was a super cool holiday. Yeah. (sighs) Camped and golfed our way all the way down the coast. It was awesome. We're lucky. Well, things are changing as far as I can see, because I've only been playing a couple of years in the interior and I've only started my first tournament was a TCO last year. Mm-hmm. Now we have the Doomsday series in the interior. So we have Penticton, Vernon, Lumbee, Logan Lake and Kamloops. So there's yep. five weekends taken up or wow. five, five, one, there'll be one day things. Dan is doing what's called, is it it's the, called the Grand Prix? The Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. So those are C tiers. Oh, October, you should come to Kamloops for the <gasps> opening of our new course. We hope. We hope. That's well, the plan. Well, it's planned. Fingers crossed. Dick, yes. Dick Hart Park. Dick Hart Park will be. That should the plan. be open oct- October tenth, eleventh. I think okay. it is. Okay, I heard yeah. musings of that last year. Um, yes. And so it's, it's not going to be playable for TCO. Okay. Um, we had hoped to, but um, we're dealing with government property lease and another yeah. user group on the property, and mm-hmm. um, just we we have everything bought. Like we we have baskets are bought, tee pads are paid for, everything's done. Wow. Um, it's just getting in there, getting the clearing done and it won't be it won't be to the level we want it to be at for TCO. Yep. So yep, 100%. um it'll be in play for our big tournaments in 2024, <sighs> but we're hoping to introduce it in October um at this it's the 10th or the 11th or somewhere on there, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So but cool. You're looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah. Yeah, yes, hey. fingers crossed for sure. Yeah, yeah. fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. So talking of courses, what courses I'm I, Every now and then I get to the island because mm-hmm. um, my wife's family, uh, she has family in Campbell River. But mm. what courses would you recommend a first-time island goer mm-hmm. play? Okay, well, I have to say Mary's Farm. You have to come to Mary's Farm. Uh, it's my I, my home course. It's like kind of where it all started for me, and it's just it's it's where the community's at here. It's it's beautiful. It's on this farm. There's the it's it's just gorgeous i mean you go there and it's magical it's a full 18 and yeah it's wonderful if you go up island to nanaimo um, bowen park is there Uh, pride vista is the golf course in nanaimo that we've played at there's going to be a tournament there next weekend the tombstone throwdown it's going to be there i'll be there playing uh and then going up to campbell river cooper's hawk is is so much fun. We were just at a tournament there a couple of weekends ago. Um, and that, and that one's great. The tournament layout is really fun. They do, they add an extra hole, they combine some holes, but the layout as is lots of fun. Wooded course, some good times in there, but, uh, definitely worth going to. And then Smith Lake farm is another one in the black Creek area. Courtney Comox, uh, and that's a newer one. And they're putting in a ton of work into that one too. And there was a, was it a duck golf that we played there? I think it was a duck golf as well. Um, and that one was a lot of fun. 
gorgeous cool. course. Got good combination of wooded, open, um, and I think I think they're adding more and more holes as time goes cool. by. So just getting deeper and deeper into the woods. So that may or may not be a, a plus or minus for you, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's another gorgeous one. So haven't explored too much other than that on the island. I know there are so many just like you know tiny wooded courses that are that are nearby, but those are kind of like the big ones. So if you're going to do a little nice. island tour, recommend those ones for sure. Cool. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And Pender, if you can get to Pender, go play Pender. Yes. Oh it's gosh. It's yeah. Freaking magical. Yep. Yep. Pender Island, Salt Spring. There's Moets. There's the Salt Spring Golf Course there as well. Um, yeah. Just there's yeah. um, a female player. I think she. I actually saw her down at Frosted Flings. I think she's in the lower mainland now. Danica. Is it? Okay. And she yeah. played I, I at. I met the, her. I think she played at the Kingdom. Played in the provincials as well here last year. Mm-hmm. She grew up on Pender Island, and that's okay. where she learned to play. We were chatting about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so she she throws a lot of thumbers. Yeah, <laughs> you know because she, because of the trees. And I, most people she, on Pender do. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Where I very you first know, saw it ever throwing, yeah. I was like, "What is that? What are you yeah. doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, cool. but it works. It yeah. does. Yeah, I can't throw them mm-hmm. worth anything, but no. But, yeah. <laughs> But if you got it, it's such a cool tool to have. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> yeah. So I did send you a bunch of questions. Well, not a bunch, a few questions. The, mm-hmm. You're the only person so far I've kind of sent the questions to so you can think about them. <laughs> Is it because I was like, are you going to ask me certain questions? What are you yeah. going to ask me? How can I prepare? <laughs> probably, probably, yeah. <laughs> so the first one is your dream card. If you could disc golf with three other people mm-hmm. who would who would that be yeah and you know you send me these and I'm still like I don't know what I'm gonna say <laughs> um but I, I feel like these names have come up a lot on on the podcast but it, they just the first ones that come up and Kristen Tatar number well maybe not number one fangirl but I would just love 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 to get the chance to get to play with her I mean she's just so composed I think I cried watching her um her DGPT Oh, what, what was the series that came anyway she's just talking about her roots and her oh, process yeah, on tour. coming into disc golf on tour mm. yes yeah. and she's just so humble she's oh she's amazing and just to kind of watch her I would love to chat her ear off about her experiences and her thought process and again that kind of I know she has a big competitive background so I feel that's what I'm lacking. And if I could just like absorb that by osmosis, that would be, that would be lovely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, her um, own Scoggins would be another one. Um, I think, and I think who, I think it was, it was Zoe who mentioned this, how her energy and I, I've, I've seen it on, on, on a uh, coverage as well. It's just her energy is so contagious. Her uh, I know Julie Mowens has played with her as well um, in Vegas. And she said it was just the blast playing with her because she's so supportive. She, you know, she cheers on other people's shots. She just loves to see good disc golf. And I think similarly to her, if if I can be with people who just are having a great time and you know, loving what they're seeing, loving good shots. And I think that's how I would play my best as well. So Owen is up there on the list. Um, I would love to play with Zoe and it's, it's becoming too big of a card. <laughs> um, uh, I'd love to play with Zoe and Ike and Ella Hansen again, Ella Hansen, sorry, again. Um, 
for no other reason than, you know, I've played with them and they're just, they're lovely people. They have great energy. They love the sport. Uh, and you know, they're just good vibes. Um, you know, they're the kind of people that I would hope to get more opportunities to play with off the card and just to throw an MPO person in there as well. I would love to get the chance to play with Simon Lazat. Just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for him big time with his, oh, yeah. you know, just after last season and his move to MVP, I'm just, I'm rooting for him so much this year. I, I would really love to see him do well. And, uh, yeah, he just seems like a lot of fun. I just want to see him throw some cool shots and, uh, yeah. So, okay, so cool. That, that's a cool, cool group of people. <laughs> it's a big um, card. <laughs> and I, I didn't really throw this one at you, but a card. Who are the three people that you can, you know, that you golf with that if you want to go out for a fun card and just on a Sunday morning and have a laugh, who are those? You can shout out to three of your friends here. Ah, okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I, not knowing that you'll probably miss someone out and you'll have to say, sorry, you were the fourth person. I know. Or I just forgot about you. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, that's, it's, it's, oof. yeah, there's a, there's a tough one. Um, I mean, first is my husband, Silv. Uh, he's just obviously my biggest supporter. First to, take me out onto whatever course he's playing his putting practice as much as I hated it at first. Um, I, I, I love hearing his thought process as he plays. I, I love it when he caddies me. Uh, Cause he just, he's just, yeah, I, I love him. <laughs> I love that it works. I mean, he's, <laughs> I love that him yeah, caddying for oh you gosh. works. Cause it, it doesn't always work. <laughs> I, I know, I know. And I'm, I'm so grateful for him, but he, he, you know, he knows my discs, he knows my, my capabilities and he's, yeah, he knows what to say to kind of keep me in good spirits and he knows what not to say to, uh, when I'm not having a great time, but, um, <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's, he's just so much fun. And honestly, if, if it weren't for me, he'd be playing all, all day, all long. Um, <laughs> I'm like more like, okay, we need to stop at like, like three rounds, but <laughs> so I know he's always in for a round. Um, Julie Mowens, uh, she was the kind of first woman to reach out to me, as I said, ran into her on the course and she's just like, Hey, like come play. Like, let's, let's play some rounds. Um, you know, I think from day one, she, I, I, I throw a lot of Castaplast because of her. Um, and I have a lot of like just sentimental discs that are just like, Hey, like here's a disc that I think will be, that'll be really good for you based on what you've seen. So, you know, hold on to a lot of those discs, but, um, you know, she was the first person to really, yeah, bring bring me in despite my skill level to celebrate my successes, um, to push me as well, and just I don't know, have a good time. Like we're we're goofballs, and you know my husband puts up with uh, some of our goofiness for the most part, and he, yeah, it's it's not actually a problem. But <laughs> um, he, yeah, she's just she's she's wonderful, and we do so much together, and we just celebrate each other so much. We just we love the sport and. Yeah, I she's she's just the best. So sorry, Julie. I wish I could kind of put my words better together for that, but uh, for her. And then um oh gosh, there's there's so many women. Um, but lately I've uh, been playing a lot with Sophia Danica as well. She was, I mentioned she we played together for the first time in Campbell River, and then it was funny, we like didn't connect for the longest time. Like we just, I don't know, 
you know, we met in Campbell River, we're both from Victoria, but we never connected in Victoria for a while. And then um, through one of our South Island Disc Golf Association leagues or SIGS leagues, um, we connected again randomly and it's just like, oh, hey, let's, let's play on a card together and her husband, Brett. Um, so it was like kind of like a double, a double date in a sense card. And uh, ever since then, we've been inseparable and she, she's got this fire in her and it is so fun to watch and to, I mean, she's just, she's got so much potential. She is just, she's, she's incredible. And I love watching her play because she just, she has this fire. Like we'll play practice rounds and she's just like, Oh, you know, this isn't connecting or, you know, my, my putting isn't great right now. And I'm like, I know you. And I know as soon as you're on that course, you are going to laser beam those putts into the basket because she has this way of just dialing it in, focusing, and she's a varsity runner. So I know she has, she has all this like focus and drive in her that I think in her blood. Um, and I, I hope, sorry, Sophia, but I hope to kind of suck some of that out of you because I, I need some of that. And uh, yeah, no, she's, and she's, she's a fellow goofball and we just, we just have a great time out there. So that's awesome. Between the four of them, and I mean, obviously, Brett would tag along. Uh, all the women on the island, um, I, and I'm, I'm going to miss some, as you said, Clive, uh, but Alicia Bird here, Josie Lockie, uh, Nicoletta, uh, gosh, there's there's so many more. I'm just trying to think of like the woman that I played with recently. Um, Jordan Mowens, Laura Mason, yeah, I'm, I've I've missed so many people. It's That's okay. yeah, no, they're, they're out there. You know who you are. You're amazing. You all mean a lot to me. <laughs> That's why Aww. I play. I play. I, awesome. Yeah, I I I play to play with those cards and honestly, like dream cards. I only ever played with the ladies on the island for the rest of my disc golf career. It would be totally fine. It'd be a great time. <laughs> Yeah. That says a lot. This is a lot yeah. about them. Yeah. I need yeah, they're to, amazing. I need to spend some time with these women. They sound <gasps> amazing. Yes. Come down. I'm trying to bring like more to the TCO and like more to events. Um, so yeah, I know, I think Jordan and Julie are signed up for TCO. Sophia is signed up for TCO. Um, yeah, just a ton of great. Yeah. I think Josie signed up as well. Yeah. It's going to be a great time. We'll all have to hang out. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll be a little more relaxed this year. <laughs> Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. No, I can't. Well, Don't blame you. I, I can't even we'll, imagine. I, you know, we'll I love see. the little tourneys. Yeah, I run, shut up, but... <laughs> I'm saying I will. Yes. Hey, I'm so still so stressed out about my little C tiers. I can't, I, I'll be bugging you if I ever want to run anything bigger than the CB tier because absolutely, I know you've done it. I know you've done um, it. And you're only as good as the people you surround yourself with. And I have a great group mm-hmm. of people that I'm working with. So I, I'll never take <sighs> solo credit for any of it. So yeah, but I'm no. I'm an open book. I'm happy. But to you're but you're a huge part of it. So it's amazing. Thank you. Okay, Thank this you. time you only can choose one thing. So all those discs you love in your bag. <clears throat> You'll just have to ignore them. You could take one disc. You're going out to play MacArthur Island with Kerry and I tomorrow morning. We're only taking one disc. What disc do you take? Mm. See, I did think about this one, and I do have one disc. And lately, I have this one. It's a lighter weight K1 Casa Plus Lots. And it's, it's, I can make it do what I want to do. Uh, it can be straight. I can hyzer it. I can shape it. Um, you know, when you throw an upshot and you're like, oh, that upshot was garbage and you pick up your driver and you kind of just like yeah. chuck it towards the basket. It's always perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's like, of course. 
it's a that's a like nine five negative two one is it or uh nine five negative one two negative one two um and it's like i've i've thrown some lotses and i think maybe they're just heavier weights and i've never quite connected with one as much as this like light pink bubblegum k1 lots and uh yeah if i think if i lost that disc i would be pretty heartbroken um but yeah it's a pretty trusty disc it's not like my furthest flyer but i can get some good like some decent distance on it um so i think it would do macarthur just fine unless there was a ton of headwind on what's that long perfect condition perfect perfect conditions yeah it's it's our dream day so perfect conditions not uh not day one tco 2022 No, no. I think one day we're gonna have to invite our guests, and they can bring their one disc, and we'll have a one disc challenge. <gasps> a one disc oh tournament. My gosh, that you would think be Missy something. Will come and- Mine would be <laughs> my Pathfinder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't tried that one, but uh, yeah, there's. Gosh, I have a I have a lot of favorite discs, and like I said, a lot of discs that I wouldn't let go of because of, yeah. you know, being handed down to me. But that K one lots right now. Awesome. I'm using it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> no <Lots>. pun intended. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, favorite FBO player? Chris and Tatar. It's, yeah. Uh, she's just, yeah, she's just a joy to watch. She's got all the shots. She's so well-rounded. Uh, you know, if I could have an ounce of her skill, her drive, I would be, I'd be more than happy. Heck, if I could just have her forehand right now, that right? would be that. I'd go on tour, <laughs> right? I'd right. even go on tour if I could have her forehand. <laughs> no, and you know, she's she's just she's very humble, um, and you know, not that that's what's important, but I think I I'll never be the type of person to like really, really toot my own horn too much, it's and hard. I kind I of do it. It's oh, <laughs> do it. I'll try. I'll try. But um, I think I think seeing her just you know be able to, I don't know. I I just feel like I connect with that in in a way, and it's just she's just so much fun to watch. Um, but gosh, a lot of the FPO players right now. Um, I, I I'm rooting big for Ella Hansen this year, though. I I really want to see her do well. Just yeah, yeah. She's she's fantastic. <laughs> so what? I'm, before I, I, I just I go off on tangents, sorry. Uh, oh, I love it. After this interview will come out on Monday, next a week on Monday. Oh my gosh, I was like, what? No, not, 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 <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not editing it tonight, sorry. Um, <laughs> no. oh, good. It'll come out a week on Monday, so that'll be the 10th. What's mm-hmm. the next tournament you're playing in after the 10th? After the 10th, I'm looking at my calendar after March 10th. I almost have to pull up disc golf scene and see (laughs) there's i just feel like i think okay right now yeah right now i'm on the waiting list there's two gigobers that are running at raptors no i mean a tournament that you can podium oh ah okay one sec (laughs) there is a okay april 1st duck golf is on salt spring uh so yeah, I, I love Salt Spring. It's a beautiful course. Um, and I think every time I've been there, I've done a little bit better. I get a little, it, and like I said before, it's so fun coming to courses and just seeing how you improve on 
some holes, like all the home courses here, you make steady improvements and they're not as big, but sometimes when you come back to a big course and you're like, oh shoot, like, I don't think I've ever parted this hole before. It's like sweet. Um, so yeah, that'll be the next one. Duck golf, number seven, salt spring. Yeah. And I, I'm not telling you why I asked that. Kerry probably can, if she thinks about a text conversation we had, she might mm. think about it, but let us know how you did in that and whether you podiumed. Oh, yeah. We need <gasps> to know. You need to oh. podium. Okay. Yeah. Don't let worry. Us know. Nothing scary. Send us a message if you Send podium us a message right away. If you podium because, <sighs> yeah. That pressure? Be the, no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure whatsoever. Okay. Okay. But I'll, I don't, I'll... I, yeah, I'm not, I'll let you know after the, you know, when you let, yeah. You'll be proving, okay. you, you, well, you, you'll be the third data point in a, in a flight path analysis. Yeah, of, flight path uh, analysis. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm like positive flight paths. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mojo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. All right. Yeah. No, I feel, I feel, <laughs> I feel good about Salt Spring. Um, good. Awesome. You know, I never, I never put too much pressure on myself, but it's, it's a course that, yeah, I, I feel like if I'm going to do well, it's one that I could very well do, do well on. So sweet. Fingers crossed. Okay. Um, MPO. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This one I have a tough time with. Favorite MPO player. I, I mean, I said Simon Lazat. He, he's the first to come to mind. Yeah. Uh, and I think he he's one of the ones that when we first started watching live broadcasts or not live broadcasts, um, like coverage, like Jomez yeah. coverage, uh, he was always so fun to watch, right? So he's kind of been there since the quote unquote beginning for me. Um, just in terms of what he could do on the course and I mean he's just, he's just a funny guy I just I love hearing him talk and uh how he connects with his fans and um yeah just another kind of like confident humble person that you know I feel like I can uh, relate to in a way so he's got to be one um and like I said I just I hope he really does really well this year I'm really rooting for some some more wins for him uh, but gosh there's a lot of MPO players a lot of new ones that come up and are a lot of fun yeah. to watch but I think Simon I'll, I'll put him on my number one for now <laughs> one course that you love playing oh, yeah. and one bucket list course that you have that's right up there that you want to play yeah okay ah <laughs> yeah I I love Raptors Knoll Um, I think for another reason or similar reason being that it's one that I can kind of come back to and gauge my progress every now and then I have a, I had a silly, a silly goal. Um, the iconic hole eight at Raptors, the Eagle hole, there's this hazard that sits in front of it. And ever since starting playing there, I was like, one day I'm going to throw far enough to get into the hazard. Um, and I, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) you can can throw throw that far. Yeah, and I, I got it. Uh, I think last summer, um, which was which is really cool. But then I was like, okay, well, shoot, now I have to think about the hazard and what I'm going to throw instead. So, uh, but you know, it's things like that. Like you know, I think this year at Frosted Flings, I threw a mid on on that hole, whereas you know, a couple of years ago, I was throwing my driver as hard as I could and got three quarters of the way up. So yeah. it's for that reason, it, it's always fun to come back to. It's it's a beautiful course. Some of my first awesome. big tournaments were on that uh, on that course. So. Always love going back there. Um, and then bucket list course. Yep. 
I would love to head to Maple Hill. Uh, I That's think. ours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I, I remember you saying that too. And it's just, uh, we should all just go down together. We should, just, <laughs> we should hop in with Justin and Elizabeth this summer on their anniversary tour. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's what they're doing. Our, our they friends love here, that, right? Yeah, they're going, they're going down. So I'm, oh, I'm, there's, there's some jealousy for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think for, yeah, there's just like so many different lines and holes. And I love a course that has multiple tea pads too. Um, and yeah. different layouts. Cause it's, it's yeah, endless well, fun. And you hear a lot of pros say it's their, their favorite to play because of that. It's yeah. got a little bit of everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I remember it was Simon who was like, yeah, I barely play like the gold pads or the tough layout. Yeah. Like he, he doesn't like the, the gold pads. No, no. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but yeah, you know, it's just, it's a, it just seems like such a fun course to play. So I'd love to try yeah. that one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That think that's, it's just an iconic course. It, yeah. I'd love, I'd love to play that one day. Mm-hmm. Yes. We'll one see. day, maybe even the, the MVP open one day, fingers crossed. Well, yeah. <laughs> That'd be so cool. Uh, yeah. Are you crossing the border to any events this summer into Washington state? Um, nothing scheduled or planned would love to. Um, I think that's kind of one of our, our goals or it was one of our goals this year to try out some of those events. Yep. Um, you know, at one point we were thinking maybe Portland open, um, but we hear kayak point is pretty amazing. So maybe an event. I've there. heard that too. We've got some yeah. people from Kamloops going down for the tournament. So cool. Okay. Yeah. 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 I've heard nothing but great things. Um, one of our players here, he says it's like, it's, it's his favorite course. He's been there a few times already and it's just top notch. So We'd love to go down there. there. I'm not sure. I'm going to look it up. I think we might go down for a week and just hang out and go golf. That'd be cool. Why not? That's the perfect vacation. That's how we plan all of our vacations now. (laughs) Is there disc golf nearby? Is there disc golf? That's right. Yeah. 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 And I mean, SeaTac too. There there seem to be a lot of SeaTac events and I think that would be fun to try out as well. But uh, nothing kind of penciled in quite yet. But that's our, that's our next kind of big, big hope. And you can't, you can't come to crush this year, right? I can't it, come to crush. No, mm-hmm. my sibling is getting married. Okay. So yeah. Right. So, yeah, I know. <laughs> it felt so bad. I like posted on Instagram. I was like, oh my God, the crush. And they messaged me and they're like, you can't go. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay. We'll let it go this time. That, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, hopefully I can help out. Um, I remember you saying that, you know, hope you hope that the crush can kind of travel around BC and stuff. Yeah. And hopefully I can yeah. be involved in like a, a Raptors installment or something. Be very uh, cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, Christy is coming up here over spring break. She's a teacher mm-hmm. and we're oh, going to cool. spend a week putting out, putting it all together, finishing up what we need, mm-hmm. what our plans are and registration should open in April. So yes. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Well, let me know how I can support from a distance because I'd love to be involved somehow. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I'm sad to miss out. I know it's going to be amazing, uh, but hey, there's next year. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for giving up your time and being on the yes. podcast. Oh, no, thank you. Thank you for having me. This is a lot of fun. I was a little nervous. It's oh. weird talking about myself. <laughs> it is, but yeah. you know, your your name comes up in BC Disc Golf and all you got to do is just be a TD and a female and play well and it, you get noticed, right? And <laughs> we notice you and we see what you're doing. And thank you so much. Oh, no, thank you. It's, uh, it's, this has been really fun. Really cool. I um, hope to see you more, both more often. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> if not before, it'll be in May. 
Yes, 100% yeah. May, if yeah. not before. Yeah. <laughs> and are you making a week of it again? Or are you I, just... I would like to, yeah. What? Still still yet to be, or still TBD, but yeah. uh, that's that's the hope for well, sure. If you do and you need to go out for a round of golf in the evening... Our one disc round? Oh, oh, we... oh <gasps> let's do our one disc round. Oh my God. Yes. Oh, okay. and Thomas will be we here. Can... <gasps> we can bring Thomas. Yeah, oh my God. Okay. He can oh my God. smush us throwing just a putter. Totally. <laughs> no, he's, no, he's, he's said, a destroyer. He's taking his destroyer. <laughs> he's taking his destroyer. <laughs> yeah. He can, what was it, like his 40-foot putt? Well, putts, his yeah, his destroy. yeah. We'll, hold, right. we'll hold him to that. That's right. Okay, yeah. okay let's, let's uh, do it. If you're here he, for the week, but let's, he can, let's do he it. He can play off the blues. We'll play off the reds. Uh, sure, sure. <laughs> okay. I would love well, to. Maybe, maybe, so maybe we should make him play off the reds with the destroyer because he's used to throwing his destroyer. We should just play anyway. Mac Island and make him throw a destroyer. Yeah. 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 Right? I he's playing field. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. I would love that. Okay. Yeah. One disc round, the week leading up to TCO, flight pass one disc round. You have to have it. been a guest in order to play. Well, ah. and maybe we'll get someone with a video to the highlights yeah. and the lowlights. The lowlights. <laughs> Although that'll be me, but you guys, you know. There'll be yeah. lots of laughs, and there that's a be. guarantee. Yeah. yeah. I haven't picked my one disc yet, so. Oh. Oh. Yeah. oh. <gasps> well, I'll pick okay. it for you. No, you won't. Oh. oh. <laughs> Your warship. I was going to say warship. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I look forward to that. That'll be so fun. Okay. okay. All right. Thanks. Deal. Thanks for giving up your time, Gabby. Have a great Thank day. Thank you so much. Have a good Thank night. You they had soon. a skill okay. for us. I will. Okay, Thank you. Bye. Bye. That was our chat with Gabby Lee, FPO player from Vancouver Island and recent tournament director. It's the first time you've really got to chat with her. Kerry, what did you think? I was awesome. Um, yeah. I just, I'm glad we got her on the show. Uh, being a female in the sport and seeing other females step up or women step up and uh, take on the role of tournament director is really exciting. Um, and just giving back to the community. I love it. She's super engaged for someone so new to the sport. It was, uh, it's really nice to hear what she was doing. Yeah. And such another, on um, such a humble person. Yes. And that, that seems to be the case with everybody we chatted with so far. Scott Stokely, it's in his own way, he's humble. He would admit when he's wrong and he'll admit, you know, if players are better than him, but um, yep. he's full of life. And the, these people are kind of genuine. They love the sport and it's been great chatting with them. And I think Gabby is just an excellent example of one of the, the females that are just yeah. doing a great job out there. Yeah, totally. I agree. Um, it's nice to have the humility in the sport and, I think, you know, there's been lots of conversation recently around being humble and being kind and lifting people up and um, the difference at the different levels of our sport and how it's done amongst the players. And I really feel like the level that we're at being community is still important and supporting each other. And um, yeah, I, th I think that's great. And I just love seeing people like Gabby get involved and not be afraid to get involved. It's really cool. Yeah. It is. And so thank you, Gabby, for being on the show. And just a reminder, we are sponsored by Okanagan Disc Supply and go to their okanagandisupply.com and use Flight Pass to get 10% off any order. They basically have anything you need to do with disc golf. So, and we'll chat with you again or everybody in two weeks. <laughs>